Hello, hello. My name is Monice, and you are listening to the Romantic Cynic Podcast. I've been wanting to start this podcast for the last two years, um, but the last two years I had to do some growing and find out who Monice was again. I went through some very trying uh, circumstances, and I had to focus a little bit on myself, but it did not deter me from wanting to start this podcast. So, as the name would suggest, The Romantic Cynic, I'll be talking about relationships from a real-life perspective. I'll be sharing my own personal experiences. However, I will let you know that I have decided to change the names to protect the innocent and, of course, the naughty. Relationships seem to be all around us. And for some reason, relationships will either make us or break us. And particularly with so many distractions from social media and other things today, relationships seem to break us because they create an idealistic image of what a relationship is supposed to look like. So I hope that you take this journey with me where we'll have some laughter, some tears, and we'll mix in some romance and of course some cynicism. So welcome to episode one. So the first question to answer is, how did I become a romantic cynic? Quite easily, actually. Um, but let's start with the first word, so romantic. Uh, my mom actually uh, helped me evolve into a romantic person. My mom is a huge film buff, so she introduced me to a lot of the films from the golden age of Hollywood. One of my mom's favorite movies of all time is Gone with the Wind. So it's this... Uh, it's a film that takes place in the, during the Civil War era, and their main, uh, their heroine is uh, named Scarlett O'Hara, played by Vivian Lee. And the love interest throughout the film is Rhett Butler, uh, played by uh, Clark Gable. So I watched this movie quite often growing up. It was probably something that my mom watched at least once or twice a year. And it was this very interesting dynamic between the two characters. Uh, Scarlett is a Southern belle who's very haughty um, and is kind of used to getting her way for the most part, but she's also very strong and very independent. Uh, the, the love interest, Rhett Butler, who is just absolutely in love with her, um, kind of challenge her, challenges her to be basically a, a, a woman, in, in essence, um, it's it's a great story. If you ever want to watch the film, um, I highly recommend. It. It's about two and a half hours. It's a long film, or you could read the book. And the book is like seven hundred pages. It's a long book, um, but I would recommend it uh, to watch it. My favorite film of all time is Breakfast at Tiffany's by the very beautiful and classy uh, Audrey Hepburn. It was probably the most her most iconic film of all time. And I'll be completely honest, I didn't like the film when I first watched it, only because I didn't understand this dynamic love interest relationship between uh, Holly Golightly, Audrey Hepburn's character, and um, her love interest, Paul. So she's this 
New York playgirl in a sense. And Paul is this kept man, is all I'll say. But they they grow this beautiful relationship between the two and they become best friends and they do a lot of things together. And of course they, they hit some of their bumps along the way. Um, but I didn't understand the film because one, I never had been in love the way she was in love with the main kid with Paul. Um, and I didn't understand that until probably, well, not probably until two years ago when I myself uh, had that experience and I rewatched it around that time and I absolutely fell in love with the film um, because I knew the struggle that she was going through in terms of not wanting to love this person, almost like this forbidden love in a way. And so um, that was that's one of my ultimate favorite films and it's a beautiful love story. Uh, my other favorite film and also my favorite book of all time is Pride and Prejudice. And I like the version with Kira Knightley in it. Um, you have, you know, Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy. And a lot of people who have seen the film, uh, you understand that she, Elizabeth is very much, she's kind of prideful. And Mr. Darcy is kind of like has that prejudice side to it. You have to love Mr. Darcy because he, at, at one point, he will literally do anything for Elizabeth. And it's like, how does that feel? Like, how can someone, how does that make someone feel when you know someone would do almost anything for you? Um, and so those are my two favorite films. It's kind of how I became a romantic. Now, the problem with Hollywood is that everything was romanticized. Everything is idealistic. So it's very, uh, it, it gives you an idea of what you think a relationship is supposed to be like um, in an actuality that is far from the truth. Hollywood, of course, gives you the the beautiful, happy ending. Um, not always, but sometimes. And it makes me, as a girl, that to, it makes me want that in a relationship. So you have this idea of here's here's um you know two people who who fall in love they have their trials and tribulation and then they they have a happy ever after at the end of the film well what happens after the film right um it's always a great question to ask so that's kind of how I became a romantic uh for the most part another thing that that kind of shaped me um and you can either be it from a positive or negative perspective. Um, I like to call it a realist perspective. My parents uh, have been married for 40 years, um, happily married. And I remember growing up that uh, my parents never fought in front of us children. They didn't have arguments in front of us children. So uh, I, I joke about this with my mom now. It's like, ah, oh, you know, you you and dad had set, kind of set us up for failure uh, in relationships only because when I entered my first relationship ever, my, the boyfriend that I was dating at the time, he and I fought a lot and it was hard and there was tears and there was crying. And I just remember, wow, this is a lot of work. I, I didn't, is this, is this supposed to be a relationship? Only to of course find out later that my mom's like, yes, relationships are hard, but, uh, we'll, I will delve into that whole relationship 
further down uh, as we go through this podcast together. Now, for the cynic side, um, becoming a cynic was actually really easy. Um, My first cynical experience, I would say, was in elementary school. I was probably in the second or third grade at the time. I cannot remember for the life of me which grade it was, Um, but I'll paint you a story. So I was in elementary school at the time, and I was very kind of this tall, gangly type of girl um, that no boys liked. (laughs) Fact, no boys liked. Um, I smile at at it now because I think it's funny, Um, which, by the way, laughter is the best form of medicine. So in elementary school, there was this boy that was really, really cute. And all the girls, it seemed, really liked him. Let's call him, let's call him Danny. His name is Danny. So I remember waiting after school one day for my mom to come pick me up. And Danny was standing by this tree. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, Monice. I'm like, Hey, Danny. And he's like, you're pretty. I'm going to pause right there. He said I was pretty. Now, any little girl in elementary school would love to hear that the boy she has a crush on to tell her that she's pretty. I mean, that's just a really like good feeling, right? So I felt that pure little happiness for about a minute. Actually, I take that back. Actually, for like a nanosecond, I felt it. And then he quickly follows up with, yeah, pretty ugly. So that's, that's kind of hard to hear when you go from calling from someone telling you that you're pretty to pretty ugly. And kids, yes, can be cruel. And they're far crueler now than they were back then. I could not be a child growing up in this day and age now. Um, However, he, that was my first experience of someone just being rude and mean. And I remember thinking, wow, this is not a good feeling. You just, you feel, you feel less than. And I mean, even when you're like in second and third grade, like some of those interactions can really shape you. And as you can tell, I I remember that distinct memory, even after all these years. And I would say that was my first experience of being shaped into a cynical person. Now, I'm not as cynical as I used to be, but when I get into my cynical moods, I am a huge sucker for (laughs) Linkin Park's hybrid theory. That is this, that is the soundtrack of my life. Um, quite a few years ago, because that was the one uh, album that really kind of helped me survive a, a very volatile uh, relationship. And so that is how I became a romantic cynic. The point of me sharing these stories with you today is I want you to get to know me. Um, and I want to be someone that you can maybe seek advice from or at least hear from another person's perspective that even though you might be going through some heartache or maybe you found the love of your life and you're very fortunate and very blessed to be able to have someone like that who will do anything for you and you in turn will do anything for them. 
And so, you know, part of this podcasting journey of mine is to have some, I guess you can say some closure and really get into insights of what I see on a day-to-day basis as far as relationships go. Um, I have some really amazing stories of of what a real love, real partnership looks like. Um, and that I will share with you later on down the road. I hope that you found some laughter listening to my podcast today. Uh, next time I will actually go over how I got here in, in, in all honesty. So um, that one will be based on my experiences from two years ago. Um, I had, just to give you a little bit of a snippet, I had filed for, I went through a separation, filed for divorce, and my divorce was finalized. And it was a really good moment for me because it was something that I needed to do for myself. So I will end my podcast here today. And just what I want to let you know is be kind to yourself. I know sometimes it can be hard, especially with maybe how you're feeling or what you've experienced and maybe have a little less hope than, than what you would like. Um, I know I had to learn to be a lot kinder to myself. And so be kind to yourself and hopefully you learn to love who you are. And I hope that I have helped you in a small sense. So thank you for listening. Yours truly, The Romantic Cynic. <laughs>